0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the eve of domestic top flight football's return after a successful international break. Michael Beale's talking budgets, injuries, headbutts and landmark appearances ahead of the visit of Dundee United. Celtic have midfield injury worries for the trip to Ross County and Barry Robson's added ex-Dundee United boss Liam Fox to his Aberdeen coaching staff. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Kenny Miller and Hugh Keevans. Yes, it's time to Say adios to Tuesday night And what happened against Spain And say hola To the return of the SPFL Because there is so much going on this weekend The the gap at the top will be cut from 9-6 to After Rangers beat Dundee United That will then send Celtic to Ross County on Sunday For what I would say is their biggest game of the season so far Because it's the one that comes before the you-know-what derby Next weekend And they don't want to do any damage in Dingwall In other news Hearts have lost four of their last five. There go the Kilmarnock, who are desperate for points. As you said, Gordon, Barry Robson's got the Aberdeen job. He'll want to show that was a good idea by winning against St Johnston in Perth. And everywhere you look, there is mystery and intrigue and tension. And we're also down to single digits in the number of games left to play. Which, Kenny, means that we are now officially the business end of the season. Absolutely And you're right Hugh There's there's games For the top clubs Against the bottom clubs There's massive games For all three clubs That are going to be Looking to be Challenging for third spot In European football And a massive game In uh, in Paisley uh, Between St Mirren and Livy For the last spot For the top six In my opinion So yeah It's all we play for Can't wait for the action To return tomorrow And how nice is it To have an international break That we're not all Absolutely desperate To see the back of I mean I get some people are, Are happy to see Domestic football return but it's nice to not to not have it totally ruin your last couple of weeks, Kenny Miller. Yes, and it was a wonderful four days for Steve Clark and his team. Uh, steady, professional performance against Cyprus, comfortable win. But that on Tuesday night was just simply sensational. From start to finish, the lads were absolutely excellent to a man. I think it was the 16 players that set foot on that pitch. Worthy winners as well, despite what Rodri's saying and making all the complaints about pitches and diving and this, that and the next thing. They were well beat, accept it and move on. Even an old cynic like you must have enjoyed it. There's almost a, a surreal quality to it all now. You've got McGuinness more than halfway towards Dalgleish and Law in the all-time goal-scoring record. Scott McTominay, four international goals in a matter of minutes uh, against Cyprus and Spain. But I'm glad that we've got the old undertaker there, old Steve Clark, who brought he channeled his. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he channelled his inner funeral director Immediately afterwards By keeping everyone's feet on the ground And I, I, look I know that come June In Oslo When we play in Norway This will all be ignited once again But we've had our fun now Let's just keep calm As Steve Clark said Six points wins you nothing 01419511025 So come on then Let's hear from you What is on your mind Tonight, For some of you I feel like I don't even need to float any topics Because I know that beating Spain or not There are still loads of you out there 
That much prefer the domestic stuff And I've had to sit and wait patiently Over the last two weeks For the domestic stuff to return So now is your chance Do not let it pass you by 0141 951 1025 It's like Christmas Eve in here If you're desperate to see the return Of the Scottish Premiership So what is on your mind If you get tired of international football This is your chance to get the domestic stuff off your chest Give us a call And let us know if you want to get a bit more specific Well, my goodness, there is a lot going on today Michael Beale did his media conference He's had a look at the budget for next season He likes what he sees He says it's better than what he's seen in the past at Rangers What do you make of that, Rangers fans? Does that give you some encouragement? No Nicholas Raskin tomorrow, though Won't start training till next week There's a certain derby around the corner In case you hadn't noticed what's going on there um, Alan McGregor is going to get a testimonial 500th Rangers appearance If he, if and when he lines up against Dundee United tomorrow So if any of that interests you 01419511025 Celtic fans We also heard from Ange Postacoglu We're always talking about how big and deep and impressive the squad is And it might be tested in the midfield area this week Hatati, Moy, guys like that Doubts for the trip to Dingwall Abada as well out injured Does that concern you at all? Or is there still plenty waiting in the wings? And really, as Hugh so expertly set up at the top of the show, we could go through every single game. Aberdeen fans, you've now got a permanent manager, sort of. Well, he's permanent till the end of the season, certainly. Anyway, Liam Fox has been added to his staff. Kilmarnock fans, is it about time you really made sure you can cash in on that home form against a stuttering Hearts in Mirren Livy? How big is that going to be in the race for top six slash Europe? It's all there and it's back. The domestic football is back. 0141 951 1025. And you tend to dive in, Hugh, and I tend to take exception, but I'm not sure I'd argue with your business end of the season yeah. uh, declaration. I, I think we should we should declare it open I, as of tomorrow. Yeah. I, I mean it when I say that Rangers will beat Dundee United because if anyone wants to come on and give me. A logical case for Dundee United winning at Ibrox I'll be very happy to hear it But I prefer to trust my own intelligence And say Rangers will win that game And that makes Dingwall on Sunday The most important match of the season for Celtic Because if you maintain the nine point gap Then you have Rangers to come to your place With the prospect of opening up a 12 point lead At which point nobody Argues over who wins the league title If you do not win In Dingwall Then you leave A chink of light for Rangers Going to Celtic Park on the 8th of April So that sequence of games Ibrooks, Dingwall Fascinating Are we happy with that? Business end of the season Officially, officially open, ribbon cut Absolutely, when it gets down to single digits I think so, yeah And I, th- I think with what's coming probably over this weekend And then moving into next weekend It can definitely be uh, viewed upon as a business end The season's cup semi-finals well, on the horizon a- as well April could be properly season-defining for lots of teams But if you think Rangers in particular You either get the chance to put a bit of pressure on Celtic And make sure you're still in the hunt with silverware Or you're Hunt for silverware is officially over. You know that that's that's the reality of April. So all this one game at a time nonsense. We can leave that to managers, but that that's the reality, isn't it? It is the reality, and and it's been that way for a, even before April. You know we're looking at this is going to be a really big month. As soon as those two names were, were, came out the hat in that semi final on April the thirtieth, it was going to be a massive month for for Michael Beale and Rangers with the the opportunity to maybe 
right the wrongs of the cup final on uh, next week and then you've got that huge game at the end of the month three old firm games left between now and the end of the season and uh, vitally important for Rangers uh, let's bring in Paul who is a Celtic fan on the line what's on your mind tonight Paul hey, hi Gordon hi Kenny hi Hugh hello uh, so a wee bit about a bit about the Scotland game during the week and a bit about obviously enchantment the back to get the, the the league stuff back uh, in the cards I'm by no means a big Scotland fan I'm, I'm no a big international football fan at all uh, so I wouldn't say it's an outsider looking in but I only managed to see the second half of the Scotland game the other night but what I did see I was so impressed so impressed that the way they played the game and I don't know if you remember uh, after Celtic played Real Madrid Gordon I said that Carl McGregor could he could I, I think I said when Luka Modric came off you could have put Carl McGregor in you could have you could have substituted him and I get scoffed at a wee bit right but the performance of Carl McGregor not only Carl McGregor but the performance of Carl McGregor in that second half Carl McGregor could play in almost any team in the world the job he does he's so good at it right there's a good few of the Scotland players as well I thought Kieran Tierney was outstanding uh, maybe guys that are no flash McTominay as well I think he takes a bit of abuse I think people are surprised that he doesn't get a lot of game time at Man United but he's playing on one of the top teams in the world nobody looked out of place Big Dykes was a handful uh, I thought that I think we, we're down ourselves too much but especially Callum McGregor Callum McGregor could play in any team in the world and be comfortable Is that a, is that a I mean Hugh we, we can now spend now until 8 o'clock arguing whether that yeah. exact assessment's true or not and I don't think that's necessarily the point is that also a you know Paul's a Celtic fan he can take great pride from it is it also good for us that in, in amongst the the Robertsons and the Tierneys and the McTominies that you're mixing it with Spain from players that, that, that do play in the Scottish Premiership as well without doubt because uh, first of all John McGinn got all the headlines because he went into the 16 goal mark and he's only two behind Kenny Miller and you know he's more than halfway towards Dalglishan Law uh, and then it became about Scott McTominay another player from the English Premier League it's good that Callum McGregor is there to uphold the SPFL and in a season in which people like Kyogo and Rio Hatati are early front runners for player of the year Callum McGregor must be on that list as well he doesn't get the Kyogo goals he doesn't have that kind of creative genius that Rio Hatati has but he is a top top player and immense credit to him uh, that he upholds the SPFL upholds Celtic and Celtic will rely very heavily on Callum McGregor between now and the end of the season beginning in Dingwall on Sunday when there are so many variables there for Ange Postacoglu due to injury Paul you'll be pleased to know you think along the same lines as your manager Ange Postacoglu he says the club take great pride and belief from Captain Callum McGregor's role in that game uh, the other night and the two games overall hoping of course he can take it into the remainder of the season
I know how much it means to him to play for his country and you know, as much as he's obviously the captain of our club and, and the leader of our club, he just cherishes his, his national team representation and um, you know, it was a big night for him and it was a big night for the team, you know, for the for the whole nation, I guess. I don't think there's any doubt Callum can perform at those levels, but you know, I think for him to do it with his national team is 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 special. So you take great pride in that and we take great pride as a football club as well because as I said, he's our leader and he represents us, you know, on the national stage. And yeah, I thought he was outstanding in both games. You know, played every minute of both games, and you you saw in the last couple of minutes of the second game that you know he, he just has this real ability and and determination to to get everything every ounce out of his body, and um, you know that's what he does every time he plays. Listen, McGregor, I've been a huge fan of him for a long time. Uh, brilliant football player, I've said it all along. He's a heartbeat of the Celtic team. Yes, he goes a little bit understated because of the Jotas, the Hatates, the the Kyogos, even the Jackamacuses, the guys that are at the top end of the pitch getting the goals. But he's taken over that mantle for Scott Brown and, and, and just taken it in his stride. He's been absolutely outstanding for club and country all season. And you're right, Hugh, he probably should be maybe in that three or four players that are going to be up there at the end of season awards, probably alongside a couple of his teammates. But uh, yeah, I mean, to a man uh, on Tuesday night, the lads were absolutely sensational. And he was one of the guys, like you say, the energy and the desire to go and take the ball the length of the pitch and, and slip the pass to go and potentially give us an opportunity to go 3 0 up against Spain. Was, was great but he's a wonderful player uh, Celtic has been the lucky to have him you know that they are because he is he's their driving force and as much as he is understated he's probably still their best player in my opinion most important player anyway yeah it's probably a touch early 31st of March for a proper player of the year debate and gets teeth stuck into that in the next few weeks but if he's not in that discussion Kenny is it because it's almost like it's become expected you know the bar is just set and you just you just know he's going to be there. I mean, for instance, across that midfield, I think he was the only midfielder, was he, that played um, the 180 minutes for Scotland as well. He's just always there and just plays and it's just always to a particular level. Is, is that what everyone's sort of come to expect now? I can't actually think of him having a, ever a bad game, to be honest with you. Is, uh, and it shows you the value to the, 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 and the belief that Steve Clark's got in him to play him in every single minute, particularly even at the end of a game where you could have thought, you know what, we're winning, we're quite comfortable. Look at the players we've got sitting on the bench here that could come on and maybe do a similar job uh, just to give him a wee 10, 15 minutes of rest. But no, no, he keeps him on that park. He knows how important he is. It's the same for Celtic. Just a wonderful player. And like I say, he's, he's getting to that stage now in his career at 29, like... Big surprise for me is that maybe a Brendan Rodgers never came and took him when he, when he left, when he went to Leicester. But I think at 29 now, you might see him see his career out at Celtic. Mm. I mean, Paul, look, he's going to play a key role going forward for Celtic anyway. I think that's blatantly obvious. I was just wondering, with Hitati and Moy out looking like it this weekend, if he's got somehow an even extra responsibility to make sure that midfield continues to tick at the weekend. I think I think Gordon will get. I think everybody knows their jobs. I right across the squad, uh, and they know he's a captain. He's 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 changed his game over the, the years. I mean, I remember when Brendan Rodgers there, he scored a barload of goals. He's kind of stepped back now, and he does all the tidy work. But that that run at the end of the Scotland game just shows you the, the ability he's got and the energy. We're going about the energy that the Japanese boys have got. Unbelievable, and that's unbelievable. But Callum McGregor's fitness levels and energy is unbelievable as well. But again, we we kind of, I think it's I think it's a Scottish thing. We think of uh, we just get used to it, and then when other guys come in, but he's by far Celtic's best consistent player. 
he doesn't he's no the he's not the Kiego, he's no uh, the goal machine and stuff, but he's the guy that, that I would that you worry if he's not playing you think oh god who's got to step in. He's uh, he's a class act. Yeah, he, he like I said to, to John there, he, he um to Paul, sorry, he'll obviously play this weekend and he'll yeah. play a main role because he always does anyway. But he just might not quite have the same supporting cast and Hatati and Moy look like they'll both miss out. Well, you're looking at Matt O'Reilly, uh, you're looking at David Turnbull, who, after all, cost Celtic millions of pounds to Iwata. bring to the club. Iwata, yeah. start. Uh, I cannot underestimate the importance of the game in Dingwall because I, I am firmly of the belief that Rangers will beat Dundee United. That's the gap down to six. Uh, where Celtic to slip up in Dingwall, unlikely though it may be from this distance, where Celtic to slip up in Dingwall. Turns the old firm game at Celtic Park a week tomorrow on its head mm. And Celtic would rather go to the Highlands Get the three points And face Rangers feeling good about themselves Thanks Paul, let's bring in John What do you think John? Uh, so see, I've been watching you Kevin's all season And uh, I've got a nickname for you It's, uh, clean. Uh, it's, it's Hugh Goldflash it's you go flash. That's what I call you. I've heard them about four or five times this season. Celtic's going to drop points here. Celtic's going to drop points next minute. Go flash. Celtic one one nothing or two one. So he's always on about Celtic's going to drop points on Sunday, and uh, Rangers are going to run over the top of the day and night and things like that. He's been doing that all season. We will win it. We will win it. Thing well on Sunday, and we will beat Rangers and we'll be champions in a couple of weeks. I'm just amazed. John thinks it's only four or five times yeah. you've done it this season. You're getting off lightly. I must say. Yeah, that, that, that's entertainment. The John. case for your defence are you being overly? Because look, I I heard the way you word it. Obviously, you're saying you know if Celtic drop points, yeah. but how small is that if they tend they just tend to be so efficient, don't they? In Ross County, you know, as tough as Dingwall can be, and we bang on about the journey and the kickoff time. I mean, yeah. I assume they are eleventh for a, a reason. Uh, without doubt, it's a horrible place to go though. Uh, would. You know, in the past, uh, you know that famous Anthony Ralston goal midweek game there. Um, I firmly believe Rangers will beat Dundee United, and I would invite John to tell me that that's wrong. Uh, then I believe it is the most important game of the season because Celtic want to win in Dingwall and want to invite Rangers to their ground the following weekend, knowing that the pressure will be. All on Michael Beale uh, With no Rangers fans inside the ground Celtic nine points clear The possibility of a double digit lead At which point That's the league over So it is the most important game of the season for Celtic Because Rangers will beat Dundee United But that's not to say Celtic will lose it I'm simply saying It then becomes The most important yeah, game Of the season Because it's the next one though Because you could say The game that put Celtic Nine points clear Was was the most important So let's not argue about that For too much longer Given that we're a bit late For the travel already Celtic have won 4-1 and 3-1 In Dingwall this season Kenny don't get me wrong Within those games They've not had it all Their own way I think the The first league meeting It was one all Till about five minutes to go Or something um, But you know this team just sort of keeps on finding a way, doesn't it? And those those midfield absences, I'm sure that would ra you'd rather that wasn't the case if you were Ange Postecoglou. But will he have full faith in whatever's to come in and take their place? Hugh's just 
gave you the list of names that are going to probably come in. It's going to be O'Reilly, it could be Turnbull. I mean, we've not seen a lot of Turnbull, obviously, since his injury and, and obviously the form of the guys that are in front of him. But O'Reilly's been a brilliant player and a brilliant sign for Celtic since he's came in. So he'll just step in and fill that void, no problem. And I would expect probably Turnbull to go. And when Turnbull plays, he creates, he scores. It's uh, probably adds something maybe to that midfield as well in, in, in a forward sense. So it's uh, it's like for like. And it's like, mm. it's like John says, they know their jobs. When they come in, they've got a chance now to get a shot in what is going to be a massive mm. game the following week. Any fuss, John, attached to Moy, Hitati, Abada being out or comfortable enough? No, they're, they're, the players just went out The players just brought in Stepped up to the mark Does, does, does you believe in shocks and football? Does you ever put a coup on? They're Scotland during the week They beat Spain Neither would have thought That uh, Scotland would have beat Spain during the week Who, Who's to say that they don't, don't, don't uh, get a draw at Ibrox and Saturday? He, he'll just apply that logic to Ross County and Celtic though John Which you've come yeah. on to defend So there we are 01419511025 Very late for the travel But it means you could call right now And please do Rangers fans what are you thinking Michael Beale says he's impressed with his budget for next season It's Alan McGregor's 500th game for Rangers tomorrow Nicholas Raskin's out injured though Will he make the Celtic game? That's going to be the big question Get your calls in right now please you are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. It's back. Domestic football is back. It's not been a bad international break, I'm sure you'll agree, but Hugh Keevens and Kenny Miller are here and they are very much looking forward to five big games in the Premiership tomorrow. A huge one on Sunday We've even got championship action tonight So it's back with a bang And with that we're looking for you To get in touch please 01419511025 Let's hear from Michael Beale He was also on media duty today Covered a number of topics By the way Rangers fans So it's really up to you Take your pick He was speaking about The budget for next season Says you know he likes it It's a bigger budget Than what he's seen For Rangers managers in the past he was speaking about Nicholas Raskin injured tomorrow um, Won't start training till next week How much of a doubt would that leave With Celtic in mind around the corner Ryan Jack of course was off playing for Scotland He had his say on the incident At the end of the women's game on Monday And also Alan McGregor So if any of them take your fancy Give us a call right now But Alan McGregor will reach 500 Rangers appearances Tomorrow against Dundee United He'll become the first player since Ali McCoist To hit that landmark which will be way back in the 90s now And this afternoon Rangers have announced That they will give him a testimonial match Against Newcastle United On the 18th of July Get your thoughts in These are the thoughts of the manager Well, Alan McGregor's contribution to Rangers Over two spells has been absolutely huge You know, he plays tomorrow And he gets to 500 appearances And, you know, the trophies that he's won And just some of the performances that he's, he's uh he's put in over the years have been fantastic there's too many big saves to name but I remember one away at Slavia Prague in particular in the time I worked with him which was an unbelievable save in uh, the Europa League but again this is this is someone that's first in in the morning generally is first in in the morning he's got a lot of rituals he goes through and I'm hoping that the younger players in and around him which they're all younger than him Alan um, it rubs off on them because there's, a, there's no secrets really. When you see people like him and Stephen Davis and the longevity they've had in their careers at a high level, not just longevity, longevity at a high level, the secrets are the, the way that they, they prepare and look after themselves before getting on the pitch and the way they recover. And uh, 
we've been very fortunate to have those two players in around the club for, for a number of years Let's bring in Dominic who's a Rangers fan take it away Dominic I think I've seen the producer there Gordon I think that it's a terrific achievement for McGregor to tomorrow make his 500 appearance but I've obviously plus the testimonial come in the summer that's been announced but I wouldn't Kenny will know I hope he can give, it, give us something but I wouldn't rule, rule, uh, sorry, rule him out of maybe possibly one more year because if he if Craig Gordon's going to be there I don't see why he can't Well that will be one of the questions between now and the end of the season you got any exclusive news for, for Dominic on the line? No yeah maybe in a, maybe a few weeks we might be able to get a hold of that for you Dominic no but I agree with you I've said that I've been quite vocal in the in the opinion that if he wants to continue then absolutely I would have him around the building mm. again for another year and it's not just about uh, everything that goes along with being a more experienced player and a player who's done it and seen it and done it over the years at Rangers by winning and setting these standards, his daily habits, everything that Michael Beale was just alluding to there. Is he still the best goalkeeper in the building? You know, until you bring somebody else that can take the gloves off him, then I'd, I would be very, very reluctant to let him go. What, because would, that, what would that look like? Would, would he... Would you still keep him around if there was a you know a, an obvious number one signed in the summer? Would would you still just do that, or, or, or given it's five hundred games, it's testimonial? Does Alan McGregor bow out, you know, as as number one and then leave it there? You know what? I I think it's down to him. I know there was obviously a disappointment at the start of the season when it looked like John McLaughlin would been given the number one, but I think if those conversations are had at the end of the season before any contract signed to allow him to what his position is going to be it allows him to then make a decision and I think he's earned that right I really do so it's uh, but until someone comes in there like I've said until someone comes in it's going to be better and fill those gloves then it's, I think it's, it's a no-brainer to keep him Hugh is a man who's no stranger to being experienced shall we <laughs> say in and around the place what's your take on the 500 appearances the, the testimonial and the future I have to believe that Alan McGregor had 500 on his mind when we were all thinking that the cup final appearance against Hearts was the farewell. He had 500 on his mind and knew it wouldn't be the farewell. I look at the testimonial date, which is the 18th of July against Newcastle, and I'm thinking, that's on the cusp of the new season. Is he going to hang around? Uh, As Kenny said... until you sign a better goalkeeper Then he's required uh, It would be a stretch But I see no reason why he couldn't do one last season Beyond this one and the 500 game landmark um, I see no reason why he couldn't have won more season I think as well That's something that will feed into us it might actually depend on I mean, Look at the cup final last year It was this big thing He's going to come on And obviously John McLaughlin Would play the game And you throw him on For a couple of minutes at the end Because it might be His farewell game You know And I, I still always had a feeling That it wouldn't be I think if Rangers Can go and win the cup this year That might actually Play a part in this thing But I know Something that will be on his mind Is he'll want to win that league back You know He'll want to bow out In a way that I think is fitting to him and I think if he doesn't and he doesn't and they end up with no silverware to the end of the season will he want to finish on that note yeah. I, well I know he won't yeah. but, but can you spin that both ways because he'd have wanted to win it back last year you then have two more cracks at it and it's not worked out I, we know he's gone on for a long time but at some point you would then need to say 
Right, I've given it, given it a go Of course you would have But I just think at the mo- Like I said At this moment in time mm. Age is just a number like you, You've got to You've got to understand that When you've played And, you, and you, you look after yourself Michael's talking about He's been in early He's got his routine And he has He's got his things That he worked on And he's ready And he's prepared And recover right So I think he has got Another year in him But you know what Only he knows how he feels And he'll be the one That'll make that call At the end of the you've season You've got to sometimes Appreciate the company you're in Kenny Miller played Till he was goodness knows What age Hugh Evans is still Kicking the super score Board ball at his age <laughs> So they're, they're very much on the, the side of uh, Backing the experienced guys Which is understandable Dominic, how's his form been this season? Would you be comfortable in being Rangers number one next season? Or are you talking about Still good to have experience around the place and all that? Oh, well, God, there's a bit of both to be honest I, I thought I, I, For me, I would still have him around Because I've been, been on his Euro Through this season Saying that I, be quite happy with him to stay because he's a lot better than McLaughlin although you've got sometimes the argument with the cross balls scenario but I think that some of the games he's maybe had he's been a few mistakes but for the likes of going back to the game at Anfield against Liverpool I thought he was outstanding and then you've also if you'd go back to probably what his career highlights was Kenil, no, or well, Hugh as well, when the, on the road to the UEFA Cup final, it was the save he made, it was, uh, I think it was against Fiorentina, where he pammed the ball straight on at the bar, he came down. I think Werder Bremen, wasn't it, that one, back in the day, Kenny, yeah. Yeah, that was the one, um, yeah. I mean, Michael Beale said today he will, and I think that, was, I don't want to like hang him on the word, but he will give Robbie McCrory a chance this season, once he's... Fit enough He's been out injured But he trained today He's, he's sort of back And he'll, he'll give him a chance To see what he can do Is that I don't know when that'll be Because we're talking about Business end yeah. and, and important games But I don't know Maybe once it becomes Completely clear If the league gets You know Undeniably beyond Rangers If it's not already Maybe it comes at that At that point Rangers have a living games Maximum uh, If they beat Celtic In the semi-final They then get into the Cup final That would give them A living games If they don't beat Celtic it's 10 games um, I, I don't We always talk about Sample sizes uh, I'm not sure That's a sample size That is good enough For uh, McCrory To Make a, an impression mm-hmm. On the manager uh, So That one's a complicated Situation I, I, I take on board What Kenny Miller Said there about um, Alan McGregor And the possibility Of the title Next season But You would have to know How this season Ended How he felt Physically And mentally uh, so he's got another season in him for sure whether he wants to do it is for him to tell us thank you to Dominic let's go to the phones again and bring in Andy and get his thoughts Andy take it away hi there uh, I hope you're alright panel good thank you good good so yeah it's just echoing a lot of the, the kind of things you were talking about just now about uh, McGregor and uh, whether you know he should stay on for another year. Um, of course, it is down to him at the end of the day what he'd like to do. I've, I've said in the past that I think, especially in today's day and age, where you know the nutrition, sports science, and the way players look after themselves, that goalkeepers, especially the good goalkeepers at a top level, can can keep going probably to about forty-five. Um, so not having to do other running around that the, the outfield players do. But my I've said this before. I think that the, you've got the, the issue is that even if we go after a, another um, another number one um, 
to replace replace him. It's really Rangers unless Alan you just decided no, this was my last season. It would be it would be foolish of Rangers to let him go, um, because he'd be the good as a backup. Because one, you can have a dud player coming in who you think is going to be your number one, or the player could get injured, and and then you've 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 let go somebody who's who you know could have been that perfect backup as he's kind of shown you know when he's he's you know shown that McLaughlin was not the right number one. So you definitely um, think Andy, it's going to be. It's Alan McGregor's choice. That's the that's the very least. You don't think there's any way that Michael Beale and Ross Wilson say thank you very much for your service. It's been wonderful. Here's the testimonial, and we leave it there. You think it's definitely Alan McGregor's call? I I would think so because if you look at um, I look at what he's been he's been given another year's extension um, with them looking at the you know McLaughlin has been the number one and McGregor has been the, the backup. Um, and what's happened this season He's ended up as the number one Remained the number one The other thing the question, I, I don't know whether the panel Will have uh, some more Can I uh, be more clued up on this But I know that um, he, he has got a kind of contract With a, like, a kind of coaching role So I mean I don't know how quickly You could Or whether what how it works If you are employed by Rangers um, and say there was some sort of uh, injury or reason that they thought, right, we need to make Alan. If you're willing to play again, um, would you? Like, how easy it would be to go from being a coach to a player? Michael Beale was asked today about a coaching role, and he said again that you know that that's up to Alan. He said you can't force that on people, and he said he likes to play a lot of golf. So I don't know if that's something um, that, that he would. It would take up at this moment. He's just not very good at golf, to be fair. <laughs> Beat him every not, time. Not playing enough. No, he's not playing <laughs> enough. But listen, I'll be focused fully on his job. But again, going for that that coach situation, what I do know is that when you get to that age, you need to be training. Yeah. When you stop and you you, you can't, can't just come back in. No, absolutely not. I mean, I think he'll. It's a decision I'll make, but. I think Michael and Ross will more Michael because he's the manager. He's the one that's going to he's going to be picking the team. If he's happy to have him as his number one next year, is that? But these conversations need to be had, and Alan needs to know exactly mm-hmm. what's his role going to look like, and then, then he can make an informed decision. Because I don't think that happened towards the end of last season, and uh, it then led to him not being the number one. Then obviously regaining it, like Andy says. Yeah. But uh, I mean, time will tell. He'll be f- fully focused on uh, no golf, by the way. He'll be fully <laughs> focused on uh, trying to close this gap a little bit between the, in the next nine. Games and obviously retaining the Scottish well, Cup. Well, he doesn't do it often, but Michael Beale did keep his cards close to his chest today. He was asked about contracts because he'd said previously international break will be a chance to sit down, and he said they have discussions have been ongoing with the out of contract players. But he was saying nothing more on the subject for now. So we'll see. Thank you, Andy. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's a good time to call. Whilst we get some travel, you could be on the phone, and we'll try and get you on next. <laughs> 0141-951-1025 This is Scottish football's league leader Clyde One Super Scoreboard Kenny Miller is here, so is Hugh Keevans And with every passing caller we edge ever closer to the return of the Scottish Premiership It's been a good week, don't get me wrong It's nice to look back on some encouraging And I think that's an understatement at Performances and results for Scotland but cannot wait for this business end of the season as Hugh Keevans declared it at the top of the show we were just talking there about Alan McGregor 500th appearance tomorrow does he stay does he go at the end of the season a testimonial's been 
announced that that seems to have stirred up a bit of debate if you want to keep that going um, a number of topics covered by Michael Beale today uh, let's go specifically on tomorrow no Nicholas Raskin what does that mean going forward because in case you've not heard there's a big game just round the corner after Dundee United We'll be missing Nico Raskin still. Uh, he returns to train at the start of next week, so uh, he's racing ahead with his rehab, but it's just too early for him. Uh, young Leon King still missing. Uh, and I think that's it. I think everyone else is available, yeah. Yeah, it was, a, it was an issue that came up within the 24 hours before the, the Motherwell game. Uh, a problem with his thigh, and he's obviously had a couple of weeks now, but he's still not ready. He's been out doing some, some light jogging and stuff. He's telling me he's ready to train on Monday so we'll see on Monday on one hand player is out for another couple of days and he'll be back training at the start of next week is no big deal on the other hand Kenny Rangers fans everywhere across the globe are saying we've seen this movie before what is going on this guy's just in the building as well tell me he'll be back uh, you know at the original time frame so he, he missed the Motherwell game he will miss tomorrow and then it's a question mark over Celtic, I guess. It is, and I think there was, was there no noises when he was going after them or that would be fit to play with the Belgium 21s as well. So clearly there's been a bigger issue than what was first thought. Uh, it's again probably like the Hitati in the Moy and the Abada scenario on the other side of the city. It's probably best that you don't rush him back for this game if you've got obviously with this huge game coming up next week. So you're hoping he's fit because there was there was a lot of chats around the Draskin leading into the cup final. Would he play? Mm. Would he not play? He obviously never. But then he's become a an important player in that midfield for Rangers since that cup final. Because without going all Hugh Keevens, the there's the doomsday scenario is not that unrealistic where okay, he's aiming for Monday, but that just might become Tuesday, which is not that different, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then that doesn't quite go to plan and all of a sudden Saturday becomes, or is too it far. Sunday, sorry, um, becomes, yeah, too far. That, that's not that unrealistic. And of course, look, it might it might be no fuss, but I go back to it, Rangers fans are, <clears throat> some, the ones that phone in here are battle-scarred by this stuff this season. But, you, but you've also got the situation where now, tomorrow, somebody's got the jersey. You know they've got the sure. jersey. They've got they've got a chance, and in that midfield area, it's the most competitive area of the Rangers team. You know, so when you go back to that that cup final, there was a midfield three of Lundstrom, Kamara, and Tillman. Well, the next week, they, those three were out, and the next three mm -hmm. were in of Jack, uh, Raskin, and Cantwell. So, and they were playing for a number of weeks together, where, and it led to that fantastic performance away at Easter Road when it was those three in midfield. So it's a really competitive area. So these guys that are playing tomorrow have got the jersey. They'll be wanting to play, there's no doubt about it. By the way, we're not even talking about Hadjies and Scotty Arfields into that equation either. It's a really, really mm. big decision for Michael going into this. He'll want everybody available, but it's a welcome headache for him going into that game. I, it was just the one Hugh was. I mean, how many what did we have? About 350 calls about the absence of Nicholas Raskin in yeah. the last game. Of course, nobody knows what difference it would have made. But, as Kenny says, straight after it, he was in the team and the Rangers fans liked it. So they were clearly banking on at least getting to see him against Celtic next week. I hate injury stories. <laughs> and I always have done. Because how do any of us know how far or how close... Raskin is to playing against Celtic on the 8th of April We know mm. he's not playing tomorrow How do any of us know how far away or how close Rio Hatati or Aaron Moy are to playing mm. in that game either But you just don't know And managers update you in their own peculiar way They never come out and give you a categorical assurance That a player will be fit They hum and haw uh, So 
I don't know if we'll play against Celtic And I don't know if Atati will play for yeah, Celtic that, that, that's, that, that's, I'm not asking you to know But no. I think you would acknowledge the Rangers fans would be very keen And we'll leave it at that probably more than that But very keen to have him available Without doubt I mean it was a black mark against uh, Michael Beale's name When he started the Viaplay Cup final against Celtic Without Todd Cantwell and without Nico Raskin And it was held against him when Celtic won the Cup uh, so if you had a poll of the Rangers fans right now They would hope that Raskin would play against Celtic Here's one that just, just kind of came up I was at Michael Beale's press conference working today And it came up at the end um, Amongst a number of topics But quite a detailed answer And I think one lots of people um, Would be interested in When he spoke about his budget for next season Now he's obviously He knows the current budget He knows what the budget was under Stephen Gerrard and, uh, and he's encouraged with what he's got to work with in the summer. There's no restrictions on budget. There is money to spend in the summer. It's a good amount, I think, for a Rangers manager compared to what I've seen in previous years. So uh, I think I'm really, really positive about the summer. Um, but at the moment, we've got, we're still playing in this season. There's things to play for. There's, I appreciate that, that everyone wants us to, to communicate outwards which players we're signing, which players are going to be here. It doesn't work like that. We've got to get this season played first. And 10 games is a, is a fifth of a season still to play. We've got big games, as you've all just mentioned to me there. So being respectful to everyone and the players inside, you keep this thing in for a minute, but the work is a long way down the road. You know, I get called regularly by different agents proposing players, but I'm a long way down the road with my thinking and, and, and with Ross and the club, we're really aligned on the same page. And I suppose um, there's no need to go for one of us because you're going for all of us because we're all aligned. Nobody knows exactly what that no. will transpire to be, no. Hugh. But if you were a Rangers fan at this point, at this early stage, you might be pleasantly surprised to hear that. Is that how you would sum it up? I, I would say two things to you, Gordon. One is that Michael Beale really loves talking about budgets. And number two, uh, you know, he may have um, a very handsome sum of money. And again, only he knows. But it's how you spend it. Absolutely. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, you could have a hundred million. If you don't spend it wisely, uh, then you've frittered away a hundred million. So, he says he's well down the road And that you must take him uh, At his word Well that is concerned uh, There'll be no Belated dramas In the transfer window If you're well down the road in the At the end of March Then presumably they'll be in Not long after this season Has ended But as I say The, the, the bottom line here is You may have the money How wisely do you spend it? There's no, that's so true Kenny the, But this, this is the first part isn't it The first part is how much have you got And then the second part is how are you going to use it And sometimes the answer to the first part Is not what you want to hear So this is, is this Michael Beale today suggesting that That first bit is at least To his satisfaction by the sounds of it Well he seems happy You know he's, he did make a statement a couple, of, a couple of weeks ago About the team with the biggest budget And who spends the most money normally wins and things So clearly he's happy now after seeing what he's got to work with again, what does that mean? Is it is it wages budget? It sounded like there might be money to spend to in terms mm -hmm. of transfer fees to bring new recruits in, which I would expect that anyway. Uh, I would expect him to be well down the road with some targets as well. But now, when you know what you've got and you've no got to play with, then you can now work out and try and fit in all the targets you need for the positions that you want to strengthen. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online. The Scottish Sun. Uk slash football. 
big night on Beat the Pundit Because usually you two need to salvage something for your colleagues Because they've let you down and they've been held to a 2-2 draw in the, in the previous four nights But tonight, I think we're staring at a clean sweep for the pundits And I don't like that at all, I must admit I'm always team listener on this particular competition And we need something special tonight We cannot have a whitewash this week for the pundits So if you are the contestant to change that Now is the time to call us 0141-951-1025 And the lines close at 7 o'clock So be quick Tackle the headlines 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here It's 01419511025 Why not get in touch? We are here for another hour You can either continue the theme of the discussion Before the news Or you can move it on We were hearing from some Celtic fans Full of praise for Callum McGregor His role for Scotland Hoping he can continue that At his club side for the remainder of the season He might have a different midfield beside him Because Hitati and Moy Look like they're out of the trip to Ross County There was a bit of a debate About Alan McGregor Should he stay Should he go This is because He racks up His 500th Rangers appearance Tomorrow And it's been announced He'll get a testimonial Michael Beale on there Just before the news He's very happy By the sounds of it um, With his budget For next season So what do you think That means Pick up the phone And let us know And if you want to Move it all on Then you choose We'll hear more From Ange Postacoglu Ahead of the trip To Ross County Big weekend really Across the board So you can take Your pick Get that phone call in right now And we will play this first Beat the Pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football It's a big night Four out of four for the Pundits This week Mark Wilson even had time To incorrectly guess That Giorgio Samaras <laughs> played for Greece at the weekend they asked which former Celtic player played for Greece at the weekend. It was obviously Jakimakis. He's plucked Samaras from who knows where and still managed to win. That's been the standard this week. So, Lewis and Airdrie, we need a victory tonight. Are you capable? Uh, no. Oh, brilliant. That's great. Well, let's be, let's be filled with so much confidence. Lewis, look, Scotland beat Spain this week. This could be a week of shocks. You could be the man. That's true aye. Lewis against Senior Keevans It's entirely possible <laughs> I started this run On Monday night When I was here With the the, the man That my wife knows As Andy Haldane <laughs> Is that what she called him? <laughs> Is that, that Andy Haldane? She said <laughs> <laughs> I like that That might stick um, Heads it will be Hugh Keevans Tails It'll be Kenny Miller And it's Tails It's Kenny Up against Lewis From Airdrie So What we'll do here Is give Kenny some Clyde 2 To listen to I'll turn it up extra loud so that he can't hear us tonight, Lewis And I'm sure you've heard this before But to recap quickly 30 seconds Answer as many as you can Pass if you don't know and move on, okay? Perfect Right, top man, 30 seconds then Starting now Who were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup? Um, Come on Name any side Robbie McCrory has played with on loan from Rangers One Oh, name anything. Yeah. Uh, Which Aberdeen player scored for North Macedonia on Monday? Uh, big striker. Who are the only Scottish Premiership team who's finished bottom six in each of the last three seasons? Um, Which former Celtic manager is the head coach of Sunderland currently? Um, uh, uh, Okay, let's bring back Kenny Miller. Kenny, can you hear us? Sure can. Some tricky ones in here. Mm -hmm. Ready? Let's go. 
Who were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup? Pass Name any side that Robbie McCrory has played with on loan from Can Rangers Which Aberdeen player scored for North Macedonia on Monday? Bielski Who are the only Scottish Premiership team who's finished bottom six in each of the last three seasons? St Johnson Which former Celtic manager is the current head coach of Sunderland? Tony Mowbray How many Scottish teams has John McGinn played for? Two Who's the only current Rangers player who's received a full cap for the USA? Tillman Okay, okay What do we think, Lewis? That's embarrassing for me <laughs> Lewis, I, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself I mean, I, I can't promise you've done enough to win But you pulled one out of the bag that I was mightily impressed with um, Ross County were the last team to beat Celtic in the League Cup I must admit, that type of question I think I think that's so and tough it, to recall And at Celtic Park um, I mean, we are going back like Two and a half years to be fair They've had a good run in the, the cup uh, So nil nil I think Lewis misheard the question um, Which gave a slight advantage to Kenny But you still had to get it right Robbie McCrory has played on loan Livy, Queen of the South, Morton and Berwick Rangers So Kenny goes 1-0 in front I wasn't really convinced by either of you With your pronunciation But I'll give you Miofsky Did you call him Biofsky? No, no, Miofsky Unless ki- it was Boja, Miofsky, Biofsky Just into the one word But Lewis, it was Miofsky Lewis kind of got there I'm giving him it anyway um, Oh, you would do It was like Majofsky <laughs> or, uh, uh, Listen, uh, it's Friday night We're giving him it So it's 2-1 to Kenny I don't know where you got this from, Lewis If this was a guess or not But the only Premiership team Who's finished bottom six In the last three seasons Is St Mirren Was it a guess, Lewis? Say no no <laughs> <laughs> You came quite convincing there um, So we're level at this point And uh, this is where it goes a bit more difficult for Lewis Because Tony Mowbray is the head coach of Sunderland So Kenny goes one in front And then that's where Lewis's questions end And Kenny knew McGinn had played for two St Mirren and Hibs And he knew that Tillman had been capped for the USA So it's a five for Kenny Miller It's a two for Lewis And it's a clean sweep for the pundits this week Cardlines Lewis Uh, It was worth an effort It was worth an effort Thank you to Lewis And Airdrie Kenny Kenny Miller's been Hanging out with Hugh Keevans Too long He's actually doing A a goal celebration In the the studio Is that the Kind of Drogba look Was that his (laughs) I like that Yeah yeah. Uh, 01419511025 There we go You're not as daft As everyone says Yeah Uh, You've got to get The knack of pointing To M&S On the back of your Cardigan though Listen, they all count uh, And the, the the better the goal celebration The happier I am on a Friday night But I must admit I would have preferred at least one on the board For the listeners this week Hopefully Hopefully we can do that next week So get studying over the weekend And give us a call back at the same time On Monday night Just before 7 o'clock I give you the shout And you come on here Producer Chris will be happy It means we're not giving away any signed balls this week I think the... Uh, the budget's creaking, I must admit. It's always a bad sign, actually, when, when the balls actually come out to get re-signed again. How many are in front of you, actually? There's, that's There's quite 10, a few. I think. Two, four, six, nine. <laughs> yeah, it's not been a vintage period, but they're safe this week. Safe, safe, safe. Uh, let's hear a bit more from Ange Postacoglu, shall we? We heard from him on the subject of Callum McGregor earlier and we were about to bring in John and Clyde Bank there but we can't get you for some reason John you've just disappeared so give us a call back if you are still listening uh, Ange Postacoglu says he wants the team to finish with their best performances yet this season even though they've been almost perfect in 2023 so far We want to finish the season strong as we did last year we're our best form you know and, and when we're at our strongest at this time of the year so um, you know, that's, that's been the plan all along. I think 
you know, if you look sort of the first stretch of games and then up post-World Cup, I think the middle section, we were stronger than we were in the first section. And the plan is now hopefully to be stronger in this third section, the final section. Now, that's all theory. Um, it's still got to come down to the practicalities of doing it. But from you know, the player's perspective, as I said, this is the first day we sort of had them back. But, you, you, you know, they're ready to, They're ready to go. They, they understand what needs to be done between now and the end of the year. And uh, beginning with Sunday is, is to put in a strong performance and, and um, you know, finish the season in the manner we want to. Well, I guess we're almost perfect in that last sort of stretch of game. So it doesn't mean you can't improve. Um, you know, the results can be the same, but, you know, the performances can be stronger and that's what we're trying to do. I mean, it, it would be pretty ominous for everyone else if Celtic could find another level between now and the end of the season, Kenny. Of course, they might. They may well do. But um, like I said, if, if there's room for that and they manage it, then pff, they will they'll surely romp everything. Yeah, it'll be tough to stop because at the moment, in the current form that they're in and the, the form they've showed since Angie's came in, effectively, uh, I mean, as a juggernaut moving forward at the moment, so it's going to be tough to stop. And if they do go up a few levels and they get stronger in this last third of the season, last quarter of the season, then it is going to be ominous. They're seven goals away from 100 in the league and they have nine matches left to play. They are on 82 points at the moment. With those nine matches left to play, there is the potential for a record-breaking 109 points. That's the grand finale to end all grand finales. But they have to start off by beating uh, Ross County in Dingwall at the end of that international break. 12 o'clock kickoff in the Highlands. They've got to come back as if nothing has taken place over the last two weeks. You know, they went out on the high of the late goals against Hibs at Celtic Park. They have to pick up where yeah. they left off. But look at that. Seven goals off 100. Lots of games to play. Uh, and potentially, if they remain the unbeaten 109 points, those are the targets. I mean, the, goal, the goals tally, Kenny. It speaks for itself if you look at the league table. But even as that snapshot, if you like, when Ange Postacoglu is talking about the last... Sort of section of games In the last 12 matches Celtic have only Scored fewer than Three In two of them One was the cup final Against uh, Rangers of course One was a 2-0 win At Tannadice And in the other 10 Of the last 12 They've scored At least three But quite often Four and five Within that It is The goals tally Is, is remarkable Obviously you can, you can win a league With various different goals tallies But it's just relentless Isn't it? It is, and it's the way that they've set up since Ange came in. They want to play this attacking brand of football. They want to score a lot of goals. They want to play fast. They want to create a lot of chances. They've then put players into the team and into the positions to achieve that. So it's uh, it's been a, a really impressive season for Ange and his team so far. Like he says, he wants to go and make sure they finish it off. There's still jobs to be done. There's still games to be won to, to, to make sure that league title's retained. And then they've got, like we've talked about it already, the massive game at the end of this month, the semi-final, which could potentially lead to a treble. It's up to Rangers to stop it. Kyogo has had uh, a fortnight's rest, which will do him the world of good. Uh, you would imagine that Jota uh, would play on Sunday. But if neither Dyson Meda nor Lila Bada are fit, yeah. then who's the third party? Is he fit? He was taken yeah. off for Montenegro Yeah I know he was And, and then um, Maeda had his issues But from the press conference today I'm pretty sure it was You know Abada Moy Hitati They were the ones that were mentioned most um, What's the word I'm looking for Sort of most emphatically by Ange Postacoglu oh. I, I don't think there was um, It was actually Forrest Ralston 
Abada And they were a couple of weeks or a few weeks away And then Hitate and Moy likely for next week So it didn't sound like there was any well, issues over the rest Well if it is fit then you'd imagine I my Aida may even be then by the sounds of it um, Which you forget Kenny Don't you talk about one or two injuries There's still a fair, a fair cast there is, they've got a really strong squad I mean, We've talked about it so many times on the show Particularly in those wider areas I mean, I mean James Forrest has become a bit of a, a forgotten man in that position For everything that he's won and all the goals that he's scored for Celtic And even when he came in at this, this season he, he goes and bangs a hat-trick in when he comes back into the team So, uh, so they've got real strength and depth And that's why they put a squad together when you're fighting on three fronts Four fronts if you include Europe that's, uh, that you need a squad that's capable And what Ange's done He has put a, a squad that goes Haxabanic If you think back Came in And when he came in the team You thought This guy is mm-hmm. This guy's a player And you thought he would be A more regular starter But he's found game time A little bit limited of late So this might be his chance on Sunday Davey just tweeted me to say If Celtic keep up this scoring rate It'll be 121 goals By the end of the season <laughs> I've not had the chance To crunch those numbers I've no reason uh, To to doubt it, I'm sure Davy's a, a man of fine arithmetic, but that that would be outrageous. Here. Yeah, it would be. Um, I read a, a quote from the Hibs manager Lee Johnson this morning, who who was talking about Ange Postecoglou, obviously in the most glowing terms, but said, "When does he find out it's actually too easy for him here?" Uh, so there's a lot of work to be done before uh, Ange Postecoglou can feel that way. Uh, let's bring in William, who's on the line. How are you, William? Good evening, guys. How are you doing? Are you okay? All good. So you well? I'm good, good. I, uh, it was a great week, wasn't it? Uh, Absolutely <laughs> It was tremendous uh, I think I think going back to Celtic though And when Hugh's talking about six Going down to six points, nine points I don't think Celtic have had the chance To take it to 12 points You know, I think we've heard this quite a lot With Rangers playing first And the, they've played quite first In a psychological way I think uh, if Celtic had the chance to go 12 points I think it's harder for the, the chasing team to, to keep going You know, I don't know what the guys think of that But I just think I don't know how many times it's been. There's been quite a few times where it's went down to six points and it's then it's went, it's went back up to nine. I like the way Malky Mackay uh, sets his team out. You know, he likes to play football, you know. So I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to the, the game on Sunday and talking about the injuries there. You know, I think... Uh, I didn't realise there were so many injuries there that you're talking about, but I think Hags Ivanovic, if he comes in on that right-hand side, I think he'll do, do a job with Jotter on the, re- on the left-hand side. You know, I think... We could go up front, so I think uh, we'll be okay as far as squad wise goes. You know, and you're talking about Moy maybe being injured. Uh, I don't know if Hatati, you're talking about Hatati, uh, what didn't go. I don't think he didn't go the the, the national team, did he? So I think, I, I think we're in Turnbull can come in as well. So mm-hmm. as far as the squad goes, uh, I think we're fine. You know, I don't think we should have any problems. You know, I, I just think. That psychological thing of going 12 points ahead instead of us going down to six, I think I don't think it would be harder on Rangers to, to keep that going than it would for Celtic to keep it going. they back up to nine. You know, I don't know why you, you think of that. You know, that's kind of, it kind of sort of a, a psychological way of thinking to keep going. You know, I always think it's hard to chase, you know. The, the, the fact is, if Celtic come away from Dingo, with no damage done Were they to beat Rangers at Celtic Park a week tomorrow Then only a fool Would continue to discuss the outcome of the championship As a two horse race If Celtic were to win in Dingwall on Sunday And beat Rangers the mm. following weekend Then no one in their right mind 
we think anything other than Celtic will be the champions Kenny I'm fascinated by William's first point about psychology and you've obviously been there in, in all different circumstances the scheduling has very often since Michael Beale came in I haven't quite counted them up but it's been loads of times Rangers have played first they've cut that gap and Celtic have then restored it at the very next opportunity I think on paper that would Seem like an you know at the outset that would seem like an advantage to the team that plays first because you get to add that pressure. Does there become a point where it becomes frustrating or deflating for Rangers because they've had so many chances to do that and every single time Celtic respond, do you think they start to feel like you know what more can we do sort of thing? It does have that type of feeling. Again, I'm going to put the manager head on now and the player head back on as well and say there's only you can only control your sure. own results, you know. But what you can do, and William's exactly right, when you've got that chance to play first, you are putting a pressure on. You know, at the moment, it's not a great amount of pressure because, firstly, the form that Celtic are in, they're beating everybody in front of them. Secondly, they've still got a really, really good cushion. You know, but it is I always member that can be deflating. I remember sitting one night watching and when, when that last minute goal goes in, when you think you're maybe going to gain two points or go a further two points ahead and that last minute winner goes in, that is a bit of a body blow, particularly if you're chasing. You know, so in that sense, if Rangers win tomorrow, which you expect them to win tomorrow and cut it to six points, if Celtic weren't kind of toiling, then it would be a body blow if they were to get that late goal or even that late winning goal, late equalising goal. It's uh, it is a body blow. And that's where the psychology of the old firm comes into it. And that's the way it's been for years. That's why mm-hmm. you need to be strong, you need to be able to deal with it and you need to actually mm-hmm. be able to perform when that pressure is on. Because, Hugh, obviously there may still become a time where Celtic don't do that, but they've almost... Have they almost earned the right now for people to kind of stop mentioning, oh, you know, Rangers play first and they uh-huh. can cut the gap? I, again, I, I've had a quick look at the fixtures. I don't have time to count them up, but I, I, I'm guessing six, seven times maybe. And please yeah. don't hold me to that. I think it's a guess. But since Michael Beale came in, it could even be around then. It could even be more that, that Rangers have played first. So I've said it so many times and it, it never really works out that way on paper in terms no. of Celtic then. Stuttering in the next day or whenever it is Again I'd say two things to you Gordon The, the, the first being when Ange Postacoglu talks about Now we really want to, to finish in style He knows it's down to single figures now Nine games left to play And he wants some style in among the tangible achievements That uh, are there for Celtic So if you get style Albeit in the absence of great players like Katati and Aaron Moy then everyone knows Everyone and his or her granny knows If Celtic beat Rangers at Celtic Park on the 8th of April And are 12 points in front The league is finished 01419511025 That is the number you need Thank you very much uh, To William on the line You can tweet us as well You can get in touch uh, Whichever way you prefer uh, And I'll get these to a full time teaser next Taking your calls on Scottish football 0141 951 1025 This is Clyde One's Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans and Kenny Miller are here Hugh's getting excited, I must admit He's delighted about the return of domestic football We've even got a big game in the Championship tonight Hugh Keevans are both against Air United And all of a sudden, you should know not to bet against the experienced campaigner in Dick Campbell But Look doomed for some people, and now looking 
Looking like they could be on the way up Well John Rankin wins a cup for Hamilton Ackies last Sunday And he's now watching to see what happens to Arbroath tonight Because it's Arbroath or the Ackies uh, Who will be in trouble uh, So Dick Campbell Never bet against them uh, Lee Bullens had a terrific season with there But they are prone On the road To the occasional setback So that will be a heck of a game do you remember if I was to say the name Crazy Pony to you, would that mean anything? The urban legend that sends in all these teasers for everyone. You no, know, I say the full time teasers open to everyone and they can email and they can send a question and try and catch, you know, the, the pundits out. But the Crazy Pony loves this and he sends loads in. Well, he phoned in for Beat the Pundit this week and I'm thinking, well, wow, this oh. guy's going to be a mastermind and he lost. Oh. So he sort of shattered the illusion. Who, uh, who was it again? Uh, who did Crazy Pony lose? Mark Wilson actually I mean it wasn't even one of the big hitters um, It shattered the illusion a bit But like every good quizzer He's not letting it get him down He's got back on the saddle And he sent another one in for you tonight The full time teaser Can you name the last 10 Former Celtic or Rangers players To score against them? Okay, so we're looking for the last 10 players who've scored against Celtic or Rangers but used to play for that club. Kenny Miller. Y- yes, it is. <laughs> I was waiting on him saying that. I didn't think you would sneak in. He, he jumped would, in with the easy one. Would you know the Would you know the working on that? Uh, what do you mean by working? Like who he played for. He can back up the road from Wolves. No, 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 no. no, no. I mean, no. it was more recently than that. Dundee. It was Dundee against Rangers. Oh, I thought... Read that, question, read that question to me <laughs> So it's a lucky answer He's gave you there, Exactly <laughs> He just looked it's around for, He just looked for anyone In the room And it was never <laughs> going to be me So right, Name the last 10 players To score against Celtic or Rangers But they've played For that team Right Yeah Okay No Lafferty Apparently not Which I'm surprised about I must admit But no It was the season before that Scored for Dundee So it must be a lot recently mm. He scored Hearts Free kick Murrayfield 3-1 Anyway yeah. Maybe not David Turnbull <laughs> No Because he's at Celtic <laughs> just now Read that question to me again. <laughs> Basically These players have Left Celtic or Rangers Okay And then scored against them Right Like Kenny Miller Went to Dundee Scored uh, against Rangers Lloyd. Nope. No. There's been a lot recently then. Um Johnny Hayes. No. I mean you're, you're clearly getting the gist of the Niall question. Again? No. Uh, oh, I don't like the silence, I must admit. Yeah. Okay, I'll give you some thinking time. I mean there was one this season, would that tickle your fancy? Against Rangers in a game that they they lose or draw? It was certainly a dramatic dropping of points anyway. Um, it was near the end for Giovanni van Bronckhorst. Yeah, they did lose. Glenn Middleton? No, but not a bad shout. St Johnson, anyone? Nicky Clark. Nicky Clark, good, right. We're, we're slowly but surely up and running, I think. Kenny Miller and Nicky Clark. You can send your questions in fulltime at Clyde1.com. They don't need to be quite as complex as that one hmm. or quite as difficult, but there we are. Get them sent and let's bring in John, who's in Kilmarnock. How are you, John? I'm good. How you doing? He's all right. All yep. good here, John. What are you thinking tonight? Um, so what it was, I was I actually just got in a car there and I was on my way to pick up my wee boy. Um, and there were 
the last call I was talking about Rangers playing before Celtic and the advantage that may give them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think Foster Coglu is sitting at training every week and going, Rangers are playing before us. We need to be a bit worried about that. That's piling in the pressure on us. He is only interested in Celtic and how they play football. The way we attack the game, the way we set up, he's only worried about that. Celtic don't really change how they play game to game. So they're only focused on, this is what we do, this is the style of football we play, we'll take care of our own business. It was like Kenny said to the, the last call, made the point that you can only take care of your own results. And Posta Coglu has put that onto the players, and I think the players have bought into it 100%. We'll take care of your business. Whatever happens, happens. How, however it falls, it falls. But he, we'll he, look after ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Every word you say is true. Ange Postacoglu is the most pragmatic man in Scotland. And it's only about how Celtic do in Dingwall on Sunday. He will pay no mind to the Rangers' result or performance or anything about it. He will simply concentrate on getting the three points at Dingwall and then all his attention will be taken up by the game against Rangers at Celtic Park a week tomorrow. Uh, he won't, you know, the stats back it up because every time Rangers play first and reduce the gap, Celtic restore the gap to where it was the following day. Uh, so it's simply not a factor uh, yeah. on Ange Postecoglou's mind. I think most managers would probably simply try and put that across anyway, Kenny. That like kind of what you said there, like we just focus on ourselves and that sort of stuff, but. You do feel like Ange Postacoglu really believes it You know, wouldn't just be saying it I, I can't imagine the calendar ever comes into his thinking And if it does, he's he's pretty good at hiding it You know, it's actually not about if it comes into his thinking or not Because he's already stated whether they're playing Champions League football Whether he's playing this team or that team Or when that game falls He is fully focused on Celtic And how they play, how they perform And his group of players That's fine But what is a fact If... There's one point in it or two points in it And Rangers win first tomorrow and go back top There's a pressure that comes along with that Irrespective of whether you're thinking about it or you're not You know you're now no top mm. of the league And you're going into a different pressure At the moment, like I said, it's a nine point gap So that six points tomorrow, like you've already said Has happened maybe six or seven times under Michael's uh, Since Michael Beale came to the club And every time Celtic respond And you know what? They'll probably go and respond again on Sunday When Rangers beat Dundee United tomorrow But... When it gets closer, there is a the, the fixture scheduling would be a lot more talked about if this league was closer. Yeah, John, what are you thinking this weekend? Then a couple of injuries, Abada, for instance, Hatati, Moy. Does that add any extra jeopardy or Celtic comfortable as as you usually expect them to be? Uh well, I I don't want to get myself kind of into that sort of kind of hinking about, but. Thinking, oh, it's easy. It doesn't complacency. Matter it. Aye, complacent. I don't like to get complacent because you don't want to think, ah, oh, these players are out. But it's all right, we'll get players that can come in and do a job. And they can, don't get me wrong, they can. But Dingwall's a tricky place to go. I mean, Ralston in the 97th minute last, kind of saved our season last year. Um, so, I, I'm, I, I err on the, the sceptical side of things, but I think we will go and, and do, the, do the business. Just look forward to next week Get the result in the bag Down the road And then all eyes on, on next week It would be 
Hugh, there's now not there's not a great mystery, there's not a great intrigue about Celtic starting eleven because they've got about twenty odd players who do a job anyway, uh-huh. and you can kind of pick most of it. Like I said, the only can maybe foresee a headline in this the fact that it might be Iwata's first ever start for Celtic. Do you think that's realistic? Because we all, we mentioned David Turnbull, but I think recent games tell you Iwata tends to come off the bench now yeah. first. Um, so again, maybe that would be a headline, a small one, but I'd be something to look to at go, on Sunday. Yeah, I know that Ange has made Asian football extremely popular, and now we read that the the uh, Japan managers coming over to Europe for a month to to inspect everything because having run down our league a little bit, he's now coming to have a look at it. But I just wonder if Ange might be tempted to go the other way. David Turnbull, you know, he does have that. Ability to hand you a goal uh, when you most need it. Um, Iwata, we haven't seen enough of him to to firm up an opinion on him. Uh, but perhaps Ange will go down the Asian route again and, and play Iwata from the start. But that that'd be inclined not to overlook David Turnbull and the the, the goals he mm. has in him. Yeah, the last game actually skewed things a bit, Kenny, because it was the Hibs game and Iwata wasn't part of the subs. And Hitati went off injured and therefore it was, you know, Turnbull came on in the, the 13th minute. He came on uh, early. But I'm looking at, you know, the Hearts game in the cup before that. Iwata came off the bench. Turnbull didn't. The Hearts league game just before that. Iwata came off the bench. Turnbull didn't. The St Mirren game. You know what I'm going to say. Same story. And the that takes you back to the, the cup final as well. Exact same story. So if you were to look at that sign, you, you that would suggest Iwata would come in and, and play. But... Who knows? Yeah, who knows? I mean, again, I would be that would be the same as you. I think Turnbull has got great qualities. Obviously, we've seen him far longer. You know, we've seen him as a kid come through at Motherwell and know the abilities he's got. And any time he has came on for Celtic, played for Celtic, he has had goals, he's had assists. He's always seems to be doing something that, that, that catches your eye in a game. So, again, it would be disappointing for, 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 for Turnbull's point of view if he doesn't get, get the nod when there is a couple of injuries in that midfield uh, Again, might lead him to question actually what future he has at the mm. club. Everyone says, you know, we'll look at him. He doesn't look very happy at the moment, uh, David Turnbull. But he still had an awful lot of game time under Ange Postecoglou this season. It's kind of slipped under the radar. People think he's getting marginalised, uh, mm. but he's he's had a fair bit of game yeah. time. Oh, there's no doubt. But you can look at that both ways, and I think people keep talking about you know his goal contributions per ninety is extremely high. I mean, it's one of the I think one of the highest that. At Celtic, but but that run though that that I just read out that that must have some sort of weight. You know that's now a good number of games yeah. where not only you're not starting, but another midfielder that's been bought gets the nod to come on, well, and at a time when you can make yeah. five changes. Well, as Kenny said, there it'd be interesting to be inside the head of David Turnbull if Iwata plays from the start and he's on the bench. I mean, what that would look like, Kenny, maybe is the much praised this week, Callum McGregor. He move a little bit further forward. You know, we've seen Celtic do that before. If Iwata's meant to be this more defensive type, I think Callum McGregor will just play the role. Whatever if he wants. It, nah, listen, effectively, yeah. But he, he goes and gets on the ball. He, he, he starts things off. He, he builds the game. He can get forward. He can create. He can score, as we've seen in the past. He's just had to take this kind of more disciplined role. But again, within the Celtic team, that they're 
there is a real fluidity in that midfield as well whereas if, if McGregor wants to take a venture forward Hattati's got the presence in mind where he can sit in or Moyes will sit in and just be that that more disciplined one at the, at the base of the midfield so Callum McGregor will go and just it doesn't really matter where he plays he'll go and play his game and there's no doubt he'll, he'll go and be outstanding within it Thank you very much that was John in Kilmarnock enjoy your weekend John if you can, you can get in touch too on 01419511025. We are just about seven minutes away from that championship kickoff for both against the air, getting to the certainly the business end of all the divisions. So we'll look ahead to tomorrow as well. Some big games in there. You Partick Thistle fans making that trip up to Cove, Dundee, maybe designs on winning the league, of course, at home to Hamilton, Queen's Park, going to Wraith, Morton Inverness. So there's lots to look forward to in the championship as well. It's not always uh, about the top flight How are you two getting on With this teaser We're looking for The last 10 Former Celtic or Rangers players To score Against their old team So like Nicky Clark St Johnston player now Scored against Rangers He's the most recent one A certain Kenny Miller Is also in the last 10 He did it for Dundee Against Rangers What season was that? 2018-19 Yeah there you are So you are very much on the list Any others? Barry Mackay? No Jordan Jones? No oh, David Templeton? Yes Oof. Hamilton? This is turning out to be a little bit tougher than, than yeah. I thought So what I'll tell you If it helps in any way Is that that's the furthest back Yep That was the scene before 17-18 It's the furthest back yeah. And you mentioned Kyle Lafferty I think there's like season. a month yeah. A month between them So Let's just call it 11 then So there's, there's the Let's cut off Let's just call it 11 um, Listen You two are having a tough enough time Naming Jamie yeah. Murphy No I'm just naming Every player that's I left I might as well throw Andy Halliday Into the equation oh, as well Oh don't be silly no I know he's become Andy. a bit of a goal machine recently But he Andy wouldn't Haldane. score against Rangers Would he? No Come on Andy Haldane Haldane <laughs> Haldane uh, Sean Goss Oh no Doesn't score many I'm no. afraid I'd like to say that he did but No I'm, I'm really okay. toiling here Really toiling oh, Some big names on there I'll tell you Some big names Would you like some more thinking time? Would yeah. that help you? Yeah Okay 01419511025 If you want to get in touch You still can Between now and the end of the show We're still not done really From Michael Beale He spoke about so many Different topics today He had his say on That incident That you've now all seen At the end of the women's Derby on Monday night We'll hear those comments And more will build up To the weekend next Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141-951-1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Kenny Miller and Hugh Evans are tearing their hair out. I mean, Kenny's did his shave for quite some time, so there's not much to tear, but metaphorically speaking, this teaser is tough, isn't it? Mm. But I like it because it's that sort of I mean it's doable, and you've definitely heard of all these names. Um, but it is tough The Pony sent it in Asking you to name The last 10 players To score against The Rangers or Celtic Who used to play For that team So guys like David Templeton Did it for Hamilton Against Rangers Kenny Miller himself Did it for Dundee Against Rangers Nicky Clark For St Johnston Did you get any During the break? I think you did I saw you working away Kenny's got one Stephen A. Smith For For Hearts Yes Were you playing? Uh, I don't think so I think I'd left any more for any more? That's four down, six yep. to get. Mikey O'Halloran. Yes, well done. St Johnston, ball uh-huh, over the tops, uh-huh, cut back, uh-huh. smashed it in. Did Stuart Armstrong do it? He did not. 
because he's gone to Southampton and they've never played Celtic. He's as made far as I can door. gather. He's, he's who? Mate. Oh, he's pal. Yeah, inseparable GMS. until they had to. Yes. Gary McKay, Stephen. Four hearts against Celtic. Well done. And I'm out. Six four. I'm to out get. here. One two three four, four to yeah. get. Right, your only other. There's only one more that's done it against Celtic. He wasn't here for very long. Under Neil Lennon's most recent spell. And it was actually a European game So that makes it a whole lot more tricky That opens up a, a big old market for you But he was here Not for very long He's gone off to a team in Europe And then came back and scored against Celtic Okay And the other ones All against Rangers And all just kind of Experienced names Across Scottish football in recent seasons One was definitely a teammate of yours At Rangers In the I was struggling to think of what era I'll best describe it if you'll indulge me For five minutes as the mother will play off era Sorry oh, to do that hello. to you Okay um, Right But anyway We yeah. can get we can get back to it I'm sure Let's hear a bit more from uh, Michael Beale It is uh, not often that you go to a press conference To speak to the Rangers or Celtic men's manager And ask about an apparent headbutt In a meeting of the women's teams earlier that week. It's been mm. it's been that sort of week, and uh, Michael Beale was asked about that today. I did say he spoke about loads of different things. He says he's not actually seen the incident, um, but believes it's out of character for Craig McPherson. Yeah, I didn't see it live, and I know that the SFA and Rangers there's an ongoing discussion around it. Um, all I would say on 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 Craig is is out of character for him. I think everyone that knows him in Scotland and knows his career and him as a man, it's out of character. And um, you know, the SFA, the club, and Craig, they're away having discussions about it. No, I've not seen it since either. I've obviously been told about it. I didn't see it, mate. I didn't see it. I, I personally haven't spoke to him on it. Uh, I personally haven't spoke to him on it. Um, so, um, listen, I think that's a way with uh, the SFA and they've cited him and, and them discussions are going on. It'd be unfair for me to, uh, to comment more on that because I haven't spoke to him in person about it. I'm afraid whether it's out of character or not, that's not the issue here. It was a shameful Incident And He may very well be The nicest man in the world But That shamed the game And It's wrong to ask Michael Beale Too much about it Because That's a job For people Above Michael Beale At Ibrooks. Uh You know You, you wouldn't go to Malky Thompson, the manager of uh, the Rangers women's team, and ask him about a Michael Beale-related incident. Uh, but it, it's very much a matter for the Ibrooks hierarchy because, there, for me, there is only one word which covers that incident on Monday night: shameful. That's where being the manager of the men's team, you almost become like this. You're like the club spokesman, aren't you? You're yeah. on the continent. It's a bit more. Yeah. Common that like a sporting director or whatever Speaks out a lot and, and, and that's where you would direct that sort of stuff It's almost like Michael Beale On one hand he was bound to be asked about it today But on the other I, t- I get where you're coming from Because yeah. he, he, it's, the not, club, it's not up to him or... He said himself that the club are in the dialogue with the SFA Now I don't know what that would involve There's a hearing on the 13th of April um, But it is for the club to respond, not the first team manager of the men's team. 
Yeah, like Kenny, it just depends which lens you, you look at it through. The SFA will have their say one way or another. I mean, they have initially, but the hearing's not until April 13th. And if Rangers, as a club, want to say or do anything about it, then we're, we're still waiting. We've had Michael Beale says he didn't see it. I, I know the way, obviously, Glasgow works. I was there, and you think, aye, right, Arsene Wenger sort of scenario. If Michael Beale says he hasn't seen it, I mean, what do you do? You, you, take, you take someone at face value unless you can prove otherwise. And, you know, he says he, he's been away. And, to, I mean, again, I won't change anyone's mind on this. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. Yeah, he, he did reiterate after that the sort of mics and cameras had gone off. He wanted to reiterate that he honestly hadn't seen it. So, fine, maybe he hasn't. And um, Maybe he should have made the well, huddle. Yeah, because he was always going to get asked about it. Unless you just, like you say, it is, no, he's not in control of it. Uh, but you're right, because he, he, he is the he's figurehead not, of the club. He's not going to have any influence either way on... No, happens. nothing. Listen, SFA will make a decision on what's going to happen because, like you say, it's unacceptable. It didn't. I mean, it looked horrific. And the SFA will make their call. And listen, there'll be a ban or, or whatever it is, or or more. Who knows? I don't know what the dialogue can be. You know, because the the, the SFA through uh, the uh, compliance officer have issued the notice of complaint. Uh, there will be a hearing on the thirteenth of April. Um, I don't know what you've been talking about at the moment because you know it's like a, a court case now on the 13th of April uh, and uh, show up in court on the date yeah we've not heard the end of that in fact um, Rangers and Celtic women's team will meet again they'll meet once more before the end of the SWPL season because the way the split works there they all go and play each other twice so that was <clears> the first post-split game so they'll they'll play again um, very well relatively soon before the end of the season so a bit of waiting required on that one Anything come to you there During the The last few minutes On your teaser Darren McGregor Yes well done for Hibs Against Rangers Okay A jetty No, no. Oh, I see oh. what you're thinking though. I see what you're thinking uh, We'll round it off Before the end um, Just looking at the fi- well, Barry Robson I think we have to give him a mention He is now I say the permanent manager Of, of Aberdeen He's Technically that That is You know he's, he's moved up From interim But it's until the end of the season Here's what he had to say Today, looking ahead to the game at St Johnston tomorrow? I don't think there's been any pressure added. Um, when you come in, I think the club was in a difficult period when we came in, myself and Steve. So that's quite a lot of pressure, that. I think we dealt with that, steadied ship a wee bit. So, no, it's all right. I don't feel any pressure added on me. I don't feel any pressure lifted on me. We just want to try and win football games, and that's, that's the most important part. There is other things going on at the football club, but... The focus is on winning games and winning the next game. Um, and I know you get bored of me telling you that, and I'm sure you get bored of a lot of other managers telling you that, but that is where we are at, and we need to try and um, achieve that in winning games. What did you make of Aberdeen's approach to this? It seemed <clears throat> we've had a few examples in recent um, recent times of the interim manager comes in for a very short time and then gets the job quite quickly, and it doesn't always work. Um, Aberdeen took a bit longer, thought about it. Yeah, they did, and I think I, I, I like the you know like allowing the situation to breathe. They've had someone in the building who has been there a number of years now, knows the players, knows the place, and then he's produced results. You know, things like three wins in a row they're on. They're on the manager upward, of the month, manager no of the month are on the upward curve. You know, they're looking up now rather than being looking down. They look like they're nailed on, obviously, to now make it into the top six. They never last year, and they'll be. I, think, I mean, I think knowing knowing Barry, I, I know him. He will. He'll say everything, and he'll be taking it every game as as it comes, and he'll be super professional. 
but he'll be wanting. He'll have mm. one eye on that third spot. He'll have an eye on well, the third spot, particularly only, after the only last four result. points. Only four points. And how quickly? How quickly do things change? If you, I mean, we all remember Darvel, El Sacchio, whatever <laughs> it was getting called, all that stuff at Hibs. At that point, Hugh, you're talking about right. Who can come in and it, you know you need to. It's firefighting. It's damage limitation. Can we salvage anything from this season? That that oh. was like the mood. Now you're talking about yeah, like the cup. You can't take that disaster back. No, but Aberdeen could very conceivably kick on and finish third, and then you'll look back on the season. Yeah, you'll remember Darvel to an extent, but you'll think, well, what was all the fuss about? Another great part of our weekend: St Johnston versus Aberdeen. Uh, Barry, I'm sure, would want to add to his reputation. Uh, and if he does finish third, I think he is a shoe in for the job. Is that what makes the combination tomorrow, Kenny, of Aberdeen going to St Johnson? Their away form's been terrible this season. Did start to show signs of it, um, winning at Tannadice. And then Kilmarnock's home form's good. Hearts go there on a terrible run. So that, we're getting, you know, we're in. But in that territory, we called it business end at the top of the show. We, you're checking all the results and really looking at what's happening round about you. Yeah, again, again, just to stick to Barry's line, they'll all be focusing on mm-hmm. them, same as Hearts and I mean, same as fans, Hearts. though, you know, like of course, because now it is, it's, a, it's a moment where everything that's went on this season, you've, you've touched on some of the events through, through Aberdeen season, they've now got a realistic opportunity. That was a wonderful result. Uh, two two weeks ago against Hearts a convincing 3-0 win against the team who everybody had nailed on for third at the start of the season and it never really changed even when they had that hard spell so big weekend ahead three more players in the last 10 who've scored against Celtic or Rangers but used to play for them that's what you need and I need my partner to weigh in here because Mc- I'm out Darren McGregor David Templeton Kenny Miller Nicky Clark Stephen Naismith Michael Halloran Gary Mackay Stephen the only one I got was you yeah. There's two more in there that are of the Kenny Miller school of play on in Scotland until you're nearly 50. One for Kilmarnock. Oh my goodness. Oh, Kip Broadfoot. No! Jeez! <laughs> the other one. K- uh, winger. Red haired winger. Oh, Chris Burke Chris Burke My goodness Um, What about a really experienced striker Who was coming to the end of his career When he was at St Johnson And then went to Hearts For a little spell after that Oh McLean Stephen McLean McLean. And the Celtic one It was going to be toughy Because you had such a wide pull To choose from No All I have to say to you Famous footballing father Famous politician father Oh, Timothy Weir Weir. Thank you to the guys We're back tomorrow Mark Wilson, Gordon Dale Hugh Keevans in the studio At 2 o'clock Make sure you join us Thanks for your calls tonight GBX up next